1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560
2: WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app to listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Very special guest joining us today for the full hour. He is the most awarded artist in Christian music history, winning 59 GMA Dove Awards, five Grammy Awards, and and an American Music Award. Among his 49 number one singles, tender songs like His Eyes, I Will Be Here, and Cinderella, lively, fun songs like The Great Adventure, No Better Place, Dive, Let Us Pray, and All About Love, plus many more, such as More To This Life, Not Home Yet, Signs of Life, and Fingerprints of God. He has a brand new album out now called Still, which we'll feature on the program, and whatever other ground we can cover. Very thankful to have Stephen Curtis Chapman joining us today. How you doing?
3: Hey, Tim. I'm great. Uh, great to talk to you, man. Thanks for taking time with me, and fun to get to find out that we kind of know each other through your big brother, Bob. That's right. That's, <laughs> That's
2: right. He, I owe a lot to him, and we've uh, been uh, blessed to, you know, do radio to even together a little bit. And he was on the air not yeah. too long ago, and awesome. he used to promote Christian concerts and everything, and so... As my brother goes, he actually worked at our sister station in 1982 as WZZD back then. It was a Christian music station. And, yeah, um I know it well. Okay. So, yeah, we yeah. we still have some – I think we have a great adventure uh, or more to this life. <laughs> gold record hanging on the wall here somewhere. Yes. yes. And uh, anyhow, I started my radio in 1988, which is roughly the time you started. I remember playing songs like His Eyes and, and – the, uh, the, Yeah. You know, the graveyard shift yeah. and – yeah i I remember pulling out all your songs back in those days and all through the year so uh i have a long history it's been interesting to just enjoy the ride and enjoy the new music you put out over the years so
3: thank you thank you that's awesome yeah we've been at it about the same my first record came out in 1987 yeah so 35 years ago this year so you guys are yeah you're getting ready to be (laughs) 35 years next year but lots of music Lots of adventuring together over those years, for sure.
2: Yeah, and this new album still, I I was excited to hear about it. Can I maybe throw a confession to you first? Yes. I've worked in music radio most of my life, but for about the past 10 or 12 years, I have not done as much music radio or any radio. The last four years, I have. Mm -hmm. So I I lost touch with your music for a while. The last time I was really in sync with your music was when Beauty Will Rise came out. Uh, Wow, okay. Years ago. And I know you have had a bunch of music since then, but obviously things changed at that point moving forward. So I say that uh, just as to A so that you know. And as I listed and I went through your catalog, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of other music since then. (laughs) I'm curious, this new album still, what story or stories you have to tell about leading into it? Because this really is, even though you've had a dozen projects since beautiful rise mm. it's kind of in a way almost like beautiful rise part 2 it feels like to me a little bit maybe yeah. i'm wrong
3: yeah no it, it that's fair i mean everything sort of shifted a uh, seismic shift with you know what prompted the writing of that album yeah uh, beautiful rise was the loss of our youngest daughter and uh you know just the beginning of our journey of faith at that point into a much deeper valley and and just that kind of walking with the limp as it were of, of grief and loss and you know beauty rise was really just music that came out of that i kind of call it my laments lamentations you know in a way of, of and psalms that just came and i wasn't trying to write an album i wasn't working on a new record i was just these were the way i've always processed life and pain and and joy and celebration and Love for my wife and, and, uh, or our journey together of, you know, trying to, trying to figure it out and, and parenthood and all that. It's, it's all documented in my music. It's basically, that's where the music's come from for me. It's, it's, it's kind of me kind of tearing pages out of my journal. (laughs) If I were ever able to actually be a journaler, which I'm terrible at that. So, uh, I write songs instead. And those are my journal entries for, you know, the last 35 years. Really, I can kind of take you, back and go yeah here's what you can hear it in the lyric here signs of life i got crayons rolling around on the floorboard of my car okay we had we had little kids and and you know there's always crayons and fish crackers in the floorboard <laughs> of the car and
2: yeah and
3: bicycles you know in the driveway where they weren't supposed to be you know that stuff you can literally trace you know our steps Mary Beth and me and our journey and so this new music and you're right i mean there have been a few projects between beauty will rise it was followed up by uh, a record called Glorious Unfolding. And then pretty much a hiatus from making a record. I did a couple of things that were more what I'd kind of call side projects in a way. yeah and and a, a bluegrass album, which I've always loved bluegrass music. It's the music I grew up with, and banjos and fiddles and mandolins and all of that stuff is is kind of in the music that I love since I was a kid, and I've always wanted to do that, but that was kind of side project of of my typical. Uh, music making over the years. And um, so this record was honestly not even an album I I ever knew if I would make or not uh, because I didn't have, you know, record labels saying, hey, it's time to deliver your next record. Um, Everything was fulfilled, Uh, you know, was a place even now with people who will say your best record was fill in the blank. Your best songs were fill in the blank, you know. And so when you write a new song and kind of show up with new music, there's sometimes uh, a response of, and it's it's a compliment, it's just kind of a backhanded compliment when they'll <laughs> right. say, hey, that was really great, but gosh, you know what? There's never going to be another signs of Life, another More to This Life, another Great Adventure. Sure. And, you know, so you, you're you sort of battling yourself in terms of, well, if that's really what the people that I write my music to encourage, want to hear, then do they really want to hear new music or the hits, as it were. And and so, you know, you got to kind of work through a lot of voices, uh, at least I do and did and have, with, um, you know, well, I need to kind of finally come to a place where, for the same reason I wrote my very first album, for the same reason that the album that you mentioned, Beauty Will Rise, was written at that time in my life. These are songs that, I needed to write yeah. just as I'm trying to process all the last, particularly the last three years of, you know, three or four years of our world of the global pandemic and loss and just the craziness of all of that. Um, how do I, you know, respond to that? And music is the way that I've always kind of tried to process that the things going on in our world, the division politically, racially is all of those things that are stirring things in me. Well, they come out in the form of songs and that really is, where this record came from, and the, the and even the title still really coming very much from just this place of saying, you know, even after 35 years of doing this, I am still as passionate and compelled to try to write songs that will encourage people, and just to make the best music that I can that will tell the story of where hope has still been found for me and my family, even with our journey of loss and Grief and you know, it was re- revisited for us in this season of the last few years. I lost a dear friend that's a keyboard player and somebody that toured with me for many years. We, we lost Mary Beth's brother in law, her sister's husband passed away during this the last two or three years, and very much in- in impacted the music I was writing. Just walking through his illness was brain tumors, and mm. it was a very quick five, six month at 62 years old. I mean, he was just, had just retired. And so just walking through that loss and, and processing that, um, and yet saying God is still faithful, still good. I still believe that. I still want to sing songs about it. You know, all of those things were kind of what I felt compelled to, to put into this new music. And um, I still love the sound of rock and roll guitars, you know, so I'm going to crank it up. I still love writing um, you know, emotional ballads that just get to the heart. I mean, it's all kind of still the same reasons that I've made all this music all these years. And I think, at least I hope and, and feel is is very powerful in that, even for us on our faith journey, for those who can say, hey, I've been journeying a long time. There's a lot of things maybe that I've even had to kind of, you know, deconstruct in some ways of what is the cultural Christian things that I grew up with and a lot of that, not that they're wrong or bad, but even as we walk through life and, and things change, what are the things that are still absolutely true, even more so than, than ever? And that's really what I think I've felt strongly about wanting to celebrate and kind of declare, you know, with this new music is that God's still faithful. He's still good. I still want to sing about it. And I'm still grateful for this gift and still so blown away that I even get to Play music and get my songs played on the radio. You know, that's still an amazing thing to me.
2: <laughs> well, we love to do it. Speaking of which, we're talking about, it. let's play the title track, Still, from Stephen Curtis Chapman's latest album. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, the title track from Stephen Curtis Chapman's latest CD, Still. More to come in just a moment. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on
1: WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
2: AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app to listen to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Stephen Curtis Chapman, our guest today, has a new album out called Still, Thinking through all the wonderful songs and albums over the years, Declaration, uh, songs like Dive and Cinderella and No Better Place, uh, More to This Life, All About Love, Lord of the Dance, I remember I did music radio for a number of years and all these songs are coming back to mind, King of the Jungle and even oh, Got yeah. to Be Got to Be True, right? Where you got to do a little oh. rapping. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, right. Your songs do have some funk in them, so it doesn't surprise me that you would want to do that song, Got to Be True, with uh, with the DC Talk Boys back in the day, so...
3: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've always kind of liked the little, you know, I, like as I said in the song. I mean, I, I that that hip hop beat, you know. I I was kind of into that, that little <laughs> shuffle, you know, thing. Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes.
2: And you mentioned the bluegrass, by the way. As I was going through your the song, the albums you've done, I guess there are two. One's deep roots, and then there's deeper roots where the bluegrass grows. My dad loves yes. bluegrass, so I already know what he's giving for Christmas. I just I didn't know, but I now I do. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, he'll.
3: I think he'll love it if he likes bluegrass. It's got. In fact, my dad is on that record with me, the man who taught me to play guitar and really taught me so much about uh, Jesus and faith and music and all of it. Um, I, I got to have him actually sing and play on this on the Bluegrass record with me, which was probably more than half the reason I even made that record, is I wanted to document in a recorded way my dad. He's uh, got a great voice. He's a great guitar player. And I grew up singing and playing music with him and my brother and my mom. So I got my brother and my dad to sing with me and make some music, even on this bluegrass record. So oh, I, love that. I think your dad will love it. Ricky Skaggs is on there with me. Gary Levox from Rascal Flats. I mean, I got some friends to come join me. And uh, it was, yeah, it was a very cool project to get to do.
2: I love that. My dad's 94. He calls it advanced middle age. And he plays guitar. <laughs> Every day he plays guitar. So he's going to, I'm really? sure. Oh, yeah. He sings all the time. Uh, and comes over and. He used to put us to bed at night with the, you know, at the foot of the bed, play three or four worship songs, and uh, yeah, yeah, so he'll appreciate it. Speaking of which, before I forget, you just mentioned, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of folks who I, I understand work with you on the new album. Still, to uh, just uh, just yeah. for context, who who joined you and what do they add to the team, so to speak?
3: Yeah, well, I, I did one of the things with this of kind of expanding the horizons, trying some new things. Um, I've made the last five or six records with my bass player, musician, producer extraordinaire, Brent Milligan. Uh, and I knew I wanted him to be involved, but I also felt like it'd be a good thing just to, you know, develop some new relationships creatively, see where that might take the music. So I did work on a handful of the songs, about a half dozen songs with a couple of guys, Brian Fowler and Micah Kuiper, who are young producer, writer guys here in town um, that I just really loved working with. They were just amazing, brilliant with technology and I mean, pro tools and all the recording things now that, you know, these guys that are just grew up with it are like lightning fast ninjas, you know, on, (laughs) on this kind of stuff. And they can create these amazing sounding tracks in, in like five hours that used to take five days to create in in the old days. Um, And so I've, I've enjoyed that, but I didn't want to lose the way I write songs is not, you know, just, let's set it a computer and create a cool sounding track. I, I write them on a guitar at a piano where it, it's got to feel like a song before I start adding all the other cool things to it. Yeah. And that's a different way of making music. And, and so, you know, that was important, but, but what was really exciting for me is mentioning my family. So my two boys, Caleb and Will, who grew up playing in my band, actually, they, they toured with me for about five years. Caleb's an amazing guitar player Singer, songwriter, frontman of a of a band, now with his brother Will, who's an amazing drummer, um, and they toured with me, like I said, for about five years, and then eventually got way cooler than than their dad and and formed their own band called Colony House. Right. And so now they're making brilliant music, amazing records. Just finishing up their fourth album, actually, right now. Okay. It's going to be released soon. But they, um, I called them up because I thought, well, who has who's made the best Most inspiring music for me to listen to in the last five years. I wonder if I could work with those people. And I thought, well, there's this really great band, Colony House, that I love their music. So I called them up, said, "Hey, remember all those meals that I fed you, and all those uh, bowls of Captain Crunch I provided over the years? The roof I put over your head, and the, the the shoes on your feet, and the warm jacket in the winter." I'm like. I need a favor. Uh, I need you to come help me produce and write some of my new record. So they actually gave me uh, a couple of weeks of time to write and then to go in the studio and record um, my new music. So they pro- helped me produce uh, along with my friend Brent Milligan and a guy named Ben Shive who's produced a lot of the Colony House records with my boys. I just thought these. this is the team. I call them the dream team. These are the guys who've made the music that I've loved over the last five or six years more than any so they they're involved and you can kind of feel their uh you know dna in the in these songs as well which i thought was so fun for me and and very very cool to get to kind of offer that to people you know who many who have heard me talk and sing about my boys growing up all these years now they get to hear the music that you know that they're creating as well
2: did still come quicker than other albums just because of some of the stuff you mentioned or you know from
3: the writing beginning of the writing through the process probably you know it was probably like a three-year kind of process now once we went in the studio in earnest and said okay now let's go to work that was probably a you know six-month process but yeah but writing and prepping and and you know and demoing and trying different things out and meeting with different producers and writers and all of that that was over a two or three-year period so it was a i wouldn't say it came quicker i would say it was probably one of the one of the more um involved records for me just because it just was uh, all the things i mentioned earlier even about just kind of wrestling through do i even know how to do this it's been a while you know it's been (laughs) 35 years that people really want to hear it and i know i want to make it but i want it to be great but you know how do i make it the best it can be and are these the right songs and, and all of that so it was a it was a labor of love but, um I'm really, really proud of and thankful for how it all came together.
2: Yeah, Stephen Curtis. Uh, it's actually, now that I think about it as a dumb question, I was thinking about the technology part and the, the end part because yeah. you had. But I realized, of course, you were you were even questioning, am I going to do an album again? So yeah. and, and where that all came <laughs> from. Stephen Curtis Chapman's with us today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. The new album is called Still. I want to say one thing before I forget. From afar, even though I've only met you a couple of times, you have struck me as someone whose music has been very, very, very consistent, album to album to album, uh, not with dips. And I don't, I don't. I mean, musically, sonically, but also lyrically, and that it's the same person coming through, and that it's someone who's walking with the Lord. So I wanted to a affirm that, um, and that for me, watching from from Beauty Will Rise and Beyond, I I would most certainly expect a, di- a difference in what's happening with your music. I wouldn't think that you're just supposed to rebound and just start p- pop music out or whatever the, the things you were doing. Right. Uh, so it, yeah. it totally fits. So to me to have still come out and to listen through it is like this, this is the same guy that I followed and listened to and appreciated years ago. And knowing, you know, the tragedy with your family and all that, I, I could, I could see, yeah, of course, this is the next thing. This actually completely mm. makes sense. And is consistent with everything else not just sonically, but lyrically and everything else. It's like a genuine yeah. follower of Christ doing the next thing in front of him. So
3: mm. that's, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. what it feels like. Well, <laughs> so. that's, that's encouraging and good to hear. Thank
2: you, brother. Amen. And as a side note, our daughter Theodore, who's so our caboose? She's 12. More recently, okay. she has been singing Dive and some other songs. She's getting to know your music. So it just occurs to me that although there are people who have been with you since the beginning and are familiar with your early albums, yeah. some people haven't heard of you yet and they're going to, yeah. y- everything you've done is brand new to them. And so yeah. it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. there's extra, I don't call it extra life in that, but new, I'm sure, you know, new fans come in all the time, even though you've been, you feel like you've been doing it for years. Like, like today could be the first day someone's listening to this show and they have no idea I've done this for 35 years. Exactly. So yeah. there's the freshness, yeah, you're right. the, the freshness built in there, I suppose, uh, you know, yes. why it's worth continuing. I went through all the album. I went through the songs, and you know, we obviously don't have time to go through each of the songs, but, man, and each one is, is very strong. There's one song uh, near the end, uh, the song Living Color. I wonder mm, if you could take yeah. a second just to, to share about that, because that jumped off the album to me, among all the others. Yeah, yeah,
3: for sure. Now, that was one of the songs that, uh, as I said, you know, in kind of giving myself... It's a weird way to say it, but maybe maybe it'll make sense. I kinda gave myself permission to just write whatever songs came came out of me, whatever things, stories I needed to tell, things that were stirred in me in these last two or three years, and not necessarily go, Does that sound like a Stephen Curtis Chapman song to me? You know, does that um you know, other than hopefully it's well crafted lyrics, it's it's got truth woven through it. But I mean, obviously I've written songs like Cinderella, songs like I Will Be Here that aren't even necessarily, you wouldn't listen to that and say, oh, that's a Christian song. You know, right, right. you would just listen and go, that's a great song that has truth in it, you know, sure. um, and encourages me towards things that are true and good and noble and pure and right. And just, well, that's scripture. So, you know, that's, that is Christian, but it's not mentioning Jesus or mentioning scripture verbatim. Right. And, and so I really, I think even with this, you know, music, like I've done for years, just said, I want to just, I want to just tell the stories and things that have stirred in me. And obviously, in the last few years, with all the racial division and just the pain that our country has been in, and, and even for me, stirring up things of just where and where am I not even aware of, and where have I been just not as sensitive to what's going on in, in the lives of people of different color of skin. And of course, you know, three of our six children are different color of skin than us a different tone, you know, they're Asian and and born in China and have a different story. So we've just embraced and felt that's been a part of our DNA as a family. But I found myself just sitting with friends, particularly black friends, saying, just talk to me about what it's been like living in your skin and and growing up and what that's like even now. I just want to listen and learn. And, And it stirred in me just some things that, you know, memories of my best friend in seventh grade who was a black... Guy uh, named Carlton Bell. Uh, we were drummers together in in our marching band uh, when we were in seventh grade. We got to go to Disney World march, uh, parade and march in the Disney parade uh, in our seventh grade Heath Middle School Pirate Marching Band. And I just all these memories that came back of him and I. But we lost touch. We were together like two years in school, and then he moved away, and so we just you know that was before cell phones and internet and all that. And we weren't going to write letters, you know, we're, we're dudes, you know, we're like seventh, eighth grade dudes. You don't write a letter. So we just kind of lost touch and got new best friends or whatever. And, but I was just always my memories with Carlton of first time I rode the, you know, space mountain roller coaster in Disney world was Carlton bell. The first time I saw Disney world, first time I rode on a bus to Florida and Orlando and just all these great memories. And so it just kind of came back and I put, I basically just started to – I thought, well, I want to write a song and just kind of tell our story, but I'm afraid to do it because I don't want to say something wrong. I don't want to say something insensitive. I don't want to sound tone deaf to what's really going on in the world. It's like it's just a scary time. You want to address something, but you don't want to say the wrong thing that ends up making things worse and than, sure. than better. Sure. Um, and so I just I started writing this song and started researching what happened to my friend If I could find out, because now with the Internet, I I could. And I started searching and sure enough, found out kind of more about his story. And I put it all in the song and um, just a true, true story, just kind of recounting the details. And then really in the last verse, I honestly didn't know if I would record it or or put it on the record. Because, like I said, again, I kind of gave myself permission to just write the song, how I felt like it needed to be said. But then I got to that reality of but. Am I going to write this and it's somehow going to be, it's going to do more harm than good because this is just my perspective? Do I really have, you know, am I saying something unintentionally that's not going to be received in the way I intend it? So I just put that in the song. I I, I was just really honest. In fact, the vocal I sang on that, I I got pretty emotional. And I was trying to like go back and redo it. And the producer and the guys I'm working with said, no that's what you felt when you sang that lyric if i'm honest i'm scared to even write and sing this song because i don't want to say the wrong thing you know it's like i put that in the song and and it was kind of an emotional thing even when i sang it and but we just left it in the track because it felt like it needed to be that honest so yeah that, that's a really that's a special song for me I'm, I'm glad you singled that one out
2: for sure and as long as we're on the topic let's put it on stephen curtis chapman our guest today, his new album is called still this song is called living color from that Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. In Living Color. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, Stephen Curtis Chapman from his latest CD, Still, That's Living Color. More to come in just a moment. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560,
2: WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, you'll listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Very grateful for Stephen Curtis Chapman taking time with us on the program. Newest album is called Still. And Stephen, if we could, we'd love to circle back and talk about that song and the album overall titled Still. Uh, and then there are a lot of great songs in here. We don't have time for all of them, but wanted to ask you about the song Kindness as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, Still, of course, as I've already said, was really just. I think coming around to, to deciding to even make this record, do this new album uh, of music, I, you know, I just as I wrestled through, and I even say in the lyric, you know, I've wrestled and I've rested and I've trusted and I've tested God's patience like a foolish man. But when I surrender once again and I come like a little child, lifting up my hands, He He lifts me every time. And tells me he loves me still. So it really is, even in that, I kind of was honest in the lyric, like the whole process of writing this album, making this new music, is kind of going, should I? Do people care? Do they want to listen? You know, they want to hear me sing the hits of the past that mean something special to them at different times in their life. But I've got new things to say, and I I want to say it, and I want to write these songs, and I want to declare now as much as ever, maybe more than ever, that God is still faithful, he's still good, His love is still unfailing. His grace is still amazing. You know, all the things I've been singing about all these years, after 35 years, I still believe it, and I still want to sing about it. And maybe that's as important as anything I could say, just to encourage someone on their journey to go, man, okay, it's still true. So much has changed, but what hasn't changed is God is faithful, God's promises are true, you know, all of that. So that one was, yeah, just kind of felt like a, a very important a song that almost sets the tone for the whole rest of the record. Yes. And then you ask about kindness, and that's really a song that I knew, if I ever did another record or even if I didn't, I knew there was going to be a song about kindness that I, that I needed to record and sing. And I've honestly been writing that one for probably three or four years. I read a book um, that really impacted me called Love Kindness by a guy named Barry Corey, He's the president of Biola University out in California, and he just wrote this book about basically saying, how are we going to, as people of faith, as followers of Jesus, if we're going to have any real believability in the world, in the culture that we're in, because we know it is becoming less and less believable or received in our culture, of the Christian faith. And even that is being so there's so much division and well, what's really true and what do we believe and yeah. and the methodologies of the past, you know, of hey, we just are gonna stand on a street corner and yell it or hang right. on the pulpit and, you know, all that stuff we know isn't gonna work in this day and time. It's just not it's just gonna if anything it's gonna turn more people away than it's gonna draw people to faith and to Jesus. And yet, when you look at the life of Jesus, what was it that drew people to him? Yeah. I mean, the people who were the worst off were the ones that wanted to be closest to him. And that was because of his kindness. And that's the argument that this book and Barry Corey makes beautifully in this book. But it doesn't mean kindness. is just that we're we're just kind of, you know, wishy-washy and, well, whatever works for you, and that's good for you, and this is what works for me. You know, it's it, Jesus was never that. I mean, he was... He was so he was the truth and the way and the life and yet he was kind and he was he was people wanted to be with him and around him and so I've just really been stirred by that um, and the importance of as we look forward and and walk forward with our faith into the culture called to be salt and light and the truth is we we have a message that is the truth and we need to remember. It, it was God's kindness that led us to repentance in the first place, yes. as scripture says. Romans you know? 2
1: 4. So, That's right.
3: Yeah. So it just, all of that has really been stirring in me. So I just thought, man, I need to write a song about the way of kindness, the importance of kindness. And I love, though, in that, that, that even this uh, book, Mary Corey, talks about living with a firm center but soft edges. And I just thought that that's such a beautiful way to say it. It's like we're not mushy center like, well, I'm not sure maybe because I mean God's word is God's word. It's true. It's it's eternal. It makes some very bold declarations about who God is and how he intends us to live and what his best is for us. Yeah. And yet it's the kindness of God that even would come to find us in our in our need and our lostness and brokenness so it's like it's it's had that soft those soft edges so that we can engage with people who even believe very differently than us we're not going to be known by our theological arguments and how we can bury everybody with how much scripture we know we're going to be known by our love we're going to be identified you know blessed are the peacemakers they will be called the sons of god the children of god so i think it's just all of those things that that have been really uh convicting to me that that I had to try to put in that song.
2: Stephen Curtis Chapman, our guest today on The Tim DeMoss Show. The song is called Kindness. Let's toss it on here right now from his new CD, Still, on WFIL. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app. song's called Kindness from Stephen Curtis Chapman's latest CD, Still. We'll wrap our conversation up in just a moment. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL.
1: Live and local. It's The Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
2: Our podcast
1: continues.
2: AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, you listen to The Tim DeMoss Show. Stephen Curtis Chapman has been kind enough to spend time with us today. His newest album is called Still. We played a few songs from it as we wrap things up. Just had a couple of quick last things. One is the order of the CD. I found it interesting. The first track, Welcome Back to Wonder, it's short, just less than 2 minutes, and then still yeah. comes track 2. It almost felt mm-hmm. like one was designed to lead into two. I'm, I'm maybe I'm yeah. not sure. Is that, is that it kind? was?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Welcome Back to Wonder is almost like a little pro, pro prelude, prologue, something like that. Yeah. Just a it's sort of an invitation into Take this journey, you know, it's kind of the idea anyway. We got all artsy and creative, you know.
2: Yes. But does that, (laughs) when you come to all those other songs, one, two, three, four, Don't Lose Heart is third, then I'm Alive, then Kindness. Yeah. uh, Do you get personally involved a lot in, like, all right, I want this one to go fifth, I want the sixth because it follows? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, you know. And you you know, nowadays it's like, okay, nobody's going to even probably listen to it in this order, but it matters to me, you know, because used to, you made albums where you put the needle down. or you put even the CD and and it went from track one to track two to track three to track four. And I've always loved, I mean, to me, it's like writing a book, you know, you don't put chapter one after chapter 15, you know, it's chapter one. And it goes in, you're taking people on a journey. And that's very much the way I love to make music and make an album is that you can, I hope that when people at some point in the process will maybe on a road trip or maybe sit by, by a fire at night, put in the ear, you know, AirPods or whatever, And just listen to the whole record all the way through. I think it will be a whole different experience than even just picking a song here and there.
2: That's a great point. And even realizing that people do pick individual songs that's stuck in you for so many years. And it makes sense. You really want to unfold it. How can people pray for you?
3: Well, thanks for asking. And, you know, just in this season of wanting to steward well this moment, you know, that God's given me, this music, but also my family. My wife and I celebrated 38 years of our marriage. I'm more than ever in my life want my number one goal uh, to be to love my wife and my family well, love Jesus well, you know, first and foremost, but love my family, um, love my wife, and then, you know, honor what God has kind of entrusted to me with this music. And I'll be touring in the spring. Um, just, I think, just praying that, you know, God will continue to protect us because we really want to continue to steward the the life, the story, the loss, even the grief, which obviously brings a lot with it, a lot of challenges. Still, we're, we're still processing that. And so just that we would stay encouraged, even as we're wanting to encourage others, and uh, that we would stay faithful to what God has uh, called us to. Yeah, just for this season of life to have wisdom, to know how to really, steward all of that well.
2: Amen. Amen. I guess don't lose heart kind of talks about what you just said. Yes,
3: right?
2: exactly. Yep. By the way, if I may tell you this, and I'm glad to know that I would pray for you about that. And you hear stories all the time. So I'll indulge and tell you mine very quickly. My sister lost her husband, November 30th of 2009. Uh, in, mm-hmm. a, in a kind of a freak situation. She's a carpenter, steer builder and Black, the Black Friday he passed after having a oh, – well, wow. he didn't feel well like earlier in the week, went to the doctor. Yeah. who The doctor did not actually do the job she was supposed to do. And mm. long story short, within, within the week, he went from being sick with chills to he died. And wow. um, I saw Beauty Will Rise in our local Christian bookstore at the time. I was working in Christian mm-hmm. radio full-time music at the time. And just looking at the album cover – uh, I bought 10 copies I didn't and I looked at the titles I didn't even listen to it. I knew oh, a bit wow. of your story but not a lot but I knew yeah. this song this yeah. must be birth and I I dropped the copy yeah. off she listened to it when she got home from the hospital after they took him off the ventilator and support system. I just want you yeah. to know it's one of the many seeds that ha- I've used that album and given it to many people and concurrent with that we have a daughter whose her name is Tori she was born in 2006 who's severely disabled. And um mm. When you have in the song questions on that album and the lyric that says, where were you, God? I know you never turn your head. Uh, When I look at our daughter, I I taught our kids when they were little to look at Tori because we have three kids older than Tori. And I said, put your God glasses on. uh, Put your fingers Mm -hmm. around your eyes like kids can do and make glasses. I always poke myself in the eye. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) they can do. I said, now look at Tori. Her name is Victoria Joy. And you tell me something about God you know is true. And so they say God is faithful. God knows my name. Uh, And they all Mm -hmm. said things. And I said, kids, it's really important that when you look at Tori and, you know, she doesn't speak. She has seizures and a feeding tube early Mm -hmm. on and scoliosis, all kinds of stuff. I said, you have to look at her through the lens of God's truth. Instead of God's truth is off to the left, Tori is off to the right, and you're looking left Mm -hmm. and right, left and right, left and right, trying to kind of reconcile them.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I just want you to know that the, that album, when Tori was about two, also was a huge blessing for us. And still, she's, she's almost, you know, mm. die, almost died a couple of times in those two years. She's 16 now and almost 17. And uh, wow. I just wanted to you know, encourage you as well that far removed from your perhaps knowledge or whatever is God has been using your story, your life, your music in many ways. And Tori, who can't even speak – has been used by the Lord to bring people to him. It just, yeah. so, you know, awesome. I just want you to be encouraged by that and, and let you Thank know. Thank
3: you, brother. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So, so much. And it's been great. You visiting too. with you. Appreciate you. Bless you, buddy. God Thank bless you, my
2: you. friend. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Stephen Curtis Chapman on the Tim DeMoss show today, one of the most accomplished musicians in Christian music history, many wonderful songs over the years. And his newest album is called still.